Well, hello, hello. Welcome to episode six of Coach Ani the podcast. Um, I'm going to be real with you. Today's probably going to be a little bit gnarly. Yeah, today's going to be... Um, today was inspired by you guys. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been... All of my followers on Instagram, um, you guys have been sending me a lot of messages. And I think part of the devastating thing for me is they always start off with, please don't tell anyone, but please keep keep this between us, but, and not that they're hard to, well, they're not easy to read, not that they're hard to read, like I don't want to read them, I do, um, but it's made me realize that being in a toxic work environment and working for narcissists, whether professional, like working for them, but even being in relationships with one. So I'll just say, put this, being in a relationship with a narcissist or a toxic person, regardless of personal and or professional, it's fucking hard. My God, is it difficult? And no one talks about it openly. Not no one. Most people, I feel, don't really talk about it openly because it's hard, number one. And number two, there is a sense of guilt and a feeling of like, well, what did I do to deserve this? Why, like, why, why am I experiencing this? And there's guilt and there's even frustration attached to that. So I'm going to tell some stories today. Um, Most are mine. Some are just things that I've heard and there's nothing telling about anybody in the story, whether it be mine or someone else's. And I really won't tell many of other people's, but just things that you guys have said to me. Um, that really, like I said, birth the reason for doing this entire podcast. So I have been in toxic situations before personally and professionally. So I'm gonna tell you a personal one first. And the reason I'm telling you is once again, because nobody talks about this. Because there's a sense of if something like this happens to you, you are broken, you are wrong, you did something wrong, you are unworthy, no one's ever gonna love you, like all of this crazy shit where now that I've spoken out about some things, and actually I even started reading this cult book, which, oh my God, the cult book. Every time I read it, I'm like, check, 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 check. I'm like, why have I experienced all these things? Like, this is fucking wild. You know what I mean? But even with that, like I said, I'm becoming, I've, I've realized it's much, it's far more like rampant problem than I ever expected. So I'm going to tell you a story. Well, we'll start with personal. I have an ex-boyfriend. Won't say who he is. <laughs> You'll understand why in a second. Here's the uh, long story short, basically. So we kind of got into like a little argument one day over nothing. And he didn't live here. He was visiting in town. And he, because we got into it, he ended up just like taking my car and like fucking off to God knows where. I don't know. I think he went to the beach or somewhere. Point is like, you took my car. Like, you can't just do that. So while he was gone, um, I had some girls from work text me. And they're like, hey, we're all at dinner. Like literally a few stoplights away. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yes. So I'm getting dressed, whatever. By the time I'm dressed, he's like pulling back into the garage now. And I was like, give me my key. Like I'm leaving. So I grab my key, walk into the garage. And he's like, well, where are you going? And he opens up my passenger side door and sits in my car. And I was like, uh, well, I'm going to dinner. I'm going to dinner with the girls. And he was like, no, you're not. I was like, the fuck? The fuck I'm not. Yes, I am. I was like, I'm absolutely going to dinner with the girls right now. And he was like, mm. He's like, no. He's like, well, I'm going with you. I was like, you are not going with me. He's like, yes, I am. I said, no, I'm going to go have dinner with my friends. And he looked at me and he goes, they aren't your friends. 
He goes, they don't even like you. They talk so much shit about you. And I go, oh yeah, bear in mind, we had not been dating for long. Not that long, a few months, maybe a little bit more, but it was not a long time. And I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, I talk to them. They tell me. And you know, I'll finish the story, then I'll get into this. And I just look at him and I was like, get the fuck out of my car. Get out of my car. I'm I'm so angry right now. And it got to the point where he was like, oh, well, I'm just, he goes, well, you know what? Fine. Because eventually he was like, fine, I'll get out of your car, but I'll meet you there because I know where you're going. I go, oh, yeah, do you? He's like, yeah, you're going to blah, blah, blah place, which he's absolutely right. I was. And I go, okay. I go, what? So you're just going to show up and cause a scene if I don't take you with me? And he was like, yeah, I am. It's an interesting moment when someone says like something like that to you because you're torn between, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't go because that would be embarrassing because they'd be causing a scene not only like like in front of like my coworkers, my friends, but all these fucking people at this restaurant, which is, it was a very nice restaurant. And I just look at him and I go, fine, do it. Go ahead and do it. Come cause a scene at the restaurant. And he's like, fine, I will. Okay. So I sit in the driver's seat, garage goes up. I, I'm away. I go to dinner and I'm a fucking nervous wreck. I am a nervous fucking wreck. I just like keep looking over like at the door. I'm waiting for him to show up. The girls could tell there was definitely something wrong with me. And it got to the point where I think I just ended up like crying at dinner. And I was like, this is what happened. This is what's going on. And then he texts me while I'm at dinner. Oh my God, Ani, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for what I said. I didn't mean it. I love you. You're amazing. La 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 la, whatever. And I'm like, I, I remember sitting. I was at like the far side of the table, like the aisle. There were girls in front of me and to my left. And I remember sitting there looking at it and thinking, you're fucking crazy. You are absolutely batshit crazy. Like, there there can't be any other reason for this. And I never answered. Eventually, I went home. He woke up because he was already sleeping. He woke up. And then he was, like, trying to keep me up all fucking night, talking to me about this. Because when I got home, I was like, hey, you need to pack up and you need to be gone tomorrow. Because, like I said, he wasn't from in town. And I was like, you need, you need to be gone tomorrow. He was like, what? I was like, you need to be gone tomorrow. That was ridiculous behavior. I, I'm not going to tolerate that. You need to be gone. So then he tried to keep me up all night. Keep fucking talking to me. At one point when I fell asleep, he even like took my phone and I caught him like wild shit, guys. Absolutely insane, wild shit that nobody talks about because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to know I was in that situation, that I actually experienced this. Like it's, it's not something that I'm so proud of. Like <laughs> listen to the toxic situation I was in. This isn't fucking fun. But if no one talks about the bad things, then no one knows that there's a way out. Whether it's personal or whether it's professional, it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But let me tell you, it takes some fucking balls. Or you just get real fed up. And even by that point, you've definitely grown a pair. So I finally go to sleep. I was like, shut up. I go to sleep. Wake up in the morning. He's literally sitting on my couch eating breakfast. And he's like, hey, what do you want to do today? literally like nothing was wrong my mind was blown guys and for half a second I was like did we not just have this conversation did we not just have the conversation that you need to get the fuck out of my house and I look at him and I go do you not remember the conversation that we had he was like you were being serious I was like yes get out of my house 
So now he's packing up all these things. And as he's doing it, he's calling me cold, saying I'm an ice queen, that I'm heartless. I'm the heartless monster here. I want you to pay attention to this. The amount of gaslighting that happened here where, to be frank, he did something fucked up. I defended myself. I stood up for myself and now I'm the heartless monster. I was so frustrated. At one point I looked at him and I said, you know what the problem, your problem is? And he's like, what's my problem? I said, your problem is that you lack confidence. Your problem is that you are intimidated by me. And I don't know what I don't know what I did. I go, I did nothing to deserve this, but it's clear that you are. So what you are doing now is you are trying to make me feel as though I'm alone and I have nobody because people who feel like they are alone are far easier to manipulate. I go, you want to know my saving grace in all of this? And he's like, what? I go, I don't give a fuck what you think. I go, so look me in my face. Look at me and tell me that I am wrong. And he paused and he looked at me. And he waited and he goes, you're right. I go, I know. Now pack up and leave. And to be frank, that felt like one of the ballsiest things I've ever fucking done. That felt like the ballsiest moment, one of that I've ever had in my whole life. Standing up to myself for such an extent. Now I'll be clear, I knew I was in no physical danger. That much I knew. You need to be careful, though, because whether it be personally or professionally, if you're in a toxic situation or you're dealing with a narcissist that can absolutely get physical, you need to be careful. I was 100 percent sure I was in no physical danger. I knew that. But you need to be careful. So he packed up. He left. We never spoke again. I maybe I think he reached out to people I knew to be like, how's Oni doing better without you? Fuck face. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? What? But this is never a story that I've talked about publicly because I'm going to reiterate, it feels embarrassing. Like truly, like I, I, it feels, the feeling I have is, well, I should have known. I should have known that this was going to happen. I should have known that he was crazy. I should have known, but they get you. Ooh, they get you with manipulation. They get you with lying. And to be clear, This was not the first shitty instance I had with this person. He said some other really shitty things that I was taken aback. But then the gaslighting came and I frankly, I just didn't catch it fast enough. I didn't catch it. I didn't see it. To this day, would I have a few extra words to say? But your fucking ass I would, but it's fine, whatever. So once again, the reason that I tell you this is because just like I said to him, when you feel alone, like you have no one and you feel lonely, like you're alone and lonely, like you're dealing with all of this in the world by yourself. You, you are easier to manipulate. The thing that gave me courage to speak up, whether it be personally or professionally, is the fact that I have a solid support system. You guys heard me say a million times, I love my parents, they're the best, my family's like literally the coolest humans on earth. But you need to talk to someone. You just need to talk to someone. If that's a therapist or a counselor, phenomenal, great. I'm a firm advocate of mental health and I think that there is absolutely negative negative 500% wrong. There's nothing wrong with going to talk to someone to get some help. Do it, even if it's a friend, preferably a non-judgmental friend. Those tend to be the best. Look, if you need to DM someone, send me a message. I might not, I'm not a professional. I, I might not have the perfect words to say, 
but I can listen. I've been through some shit. Guys, I've even had, I've had like a, I had a previous like boss try to convince me I had an eating disorder once to get my help on a project. Instead of just like literally asking me for help, it was, it was disgusting. So when I tell you that I have seen some shit, I mean, and what's wild to me is, first off, the messages that you guys send me of feeling like that, it's a statement that I hear again where people will say, well, I'm afraid to leave. I'm like, well, why are you afraid to leave? And they're like, if I leave, they're going to trash my name. If I leave, they're going to talk shit about me to all of the clients. If I leave, they're going to turn all my like coworkers, ex-coworkers on me. If I leave, they're going to try and ruin my fucking life. Can we, can, can we, can we just think about that for a second? Like that's, that's what, that's the, those are the thoughts going through your head. If you work for anyone or you're with anyone, I'll just use the phrase relationship because relationships, whether personally or professionally, they're all relationships. And that's like, and, and that's a thought you're having that they will try to ruin my fucking life if I'm not here. Run run because it's never going to get better because narcissists don't see themselves as the problem you are the problem and that's what gaslighting is is making you feel crazy like you caused this and you're the root of all the problems and if you would just change they wouldn't have to behave that way you're the problem fucking disgusting or even I've learned, I've learned a lot of phrases recently, especially after reading that cult book, what's it called? Future, um, future faking. Or, oh my God, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. You're going to be CEO of the company. You're going to have stock in the company. You're going to get paid out. This is going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. But like they promise you a lot of things, but none of it ever comes true. None of it. Don't you think that there's maybe like a reason there's a cycle of abuse that happens. And once again, it's things that no one wants to talk about because this isn't fun. And we would rather pretend like we have everything together and that everything's okay. And maybe like our biggest problem is just like, oh my God, what, are, what am I going to wear today? Or, oh, my kid spilled something on my carpet. There are a lot bigger problems to face. And if I will say time and time again, I have the privilege of having a voice. And because I have the privilege of having a voice and a platform, I will use it. So yeah, maybe this podcast isn't as sunshiny and happy as other ones or as other things that you're listening to. And there's definitely, honestly, this is the darkest podcast I've ever done in years of doing this. But it's important to know that you're not alone. And if you're working for someone where you're noticing this, or even if you feel like you're being like there's exploitation happening, you, you need to look at that. And I'm someone who moved halfway across the country to work for a company. And even with that, many of you move for companies. You give up your clientele to go work at companies. You do all these things where all of a sudden the phrase, oh, well, you're replaceable. Sorry about my dogs barking. But it's a phrase of you're replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. And I don't, don't get it twisted. I have said that. Because I, frankly, I, I do believe everybody's replaceable because if you're not replaceable, you're not promotable, promotable. But I will also say that there are people where, yeah, they might be replaceable. Everybody is. But how many people do you now have to hire to do the job that they did? And then how much chaos is that going to cause? But to be frank, if you're a salon owner saying everybody's replaceable, well, so are you. And if that's the frame that you're using to keep your staff in check of, well, everybody's replaceable, which means now you feel like you're 
like there's exploitation happening because you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this and I don't do it perfectly and I don't do more and I don't work on the weekends and I don't take the extra clients and I don't do this and I don't do this for free and I don't clock in for this, like all these things, well, I'm replaceable. They're just going to find somebody. Same with when people are like, well, there are 10 other people behind you that want your job. There are people that would kill for this position to have your job. There were people that would beg for this, that would do it for free. Whoa. Whoa. What? Hi, to be frank, I'm not even sure how that can come up in a freaking conversation and it not be some form of like manipulation. Because even if somebody's asking for a raise, it can be a simple, hey, in order for you to get a raise, these are the things that you would need to do. Or actually, you're not eligible for a raise right now because your performance on these metrics has just been too low. I'm actually okay with very like dry conversations and very direct conversations. I did not appreciate how you responded to me. When you behaved this way, it hurt my feelings. And don't, I'll use my boyfriend as an example. He said things to me like that before where I've been like, just, I don't know, like up in arms over whatever. And I've like snapped or I've used like a tone that was frankly far too harsh for for any circumstance that's ever happened with him. And he's been like, Ani, I did not appreciate that tone. I did not deserve that. And instead of being like, oh, well, it's because you, ah, I've literally had to like take a step back and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm really sorry that I spoke to you that way. That was not appropriate. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me try this again. Okay, blah, 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 this and that, da, 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 da. Okay, great. Sometimes you have to check yourself. But if you are always being made to feel like you are the problem, that's an issue. And I will also say, guys, If you're looking for red flags and you're like, well, how do I know? Look at a company's turnover. If there's high turnover, there might be a reason. And then if you even ask, like, what's the turnover rate? And they're like, oh, it's this. But it's only because we don't tolerate this and we don't tolerate that. And they were lazy and they were wrong and they did this and they did that. Damn. So every single person you've ever fucking hired has been a lazy piece of shit who couldn't get it together. Uh, I just find it hard to believe. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just simply and frankly, like, I don't believe that. So then the question becomes, well, what if you're now, you're hearing this or you're reading, listen, I'm listening to that cult book I've been listening to, and you find yourself going like, well, check, 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 son of a bitch. And all of a sudden you're like, this wasn't normal. This behavior should not have been tolerated. This is not normal work behavior for a company or a relationship, whether personal or professional. So what do you do? Um, For me, step one, find a support group. Find someone to talk to. It could be family, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, brother, sister. It could be a friend, a therapist, a counselor, if you know me and you're listening to this and you just need to get something off your chest, I'm telling you, I will listen and I won't judge because the shit that I have seen, <laughs> the shit that I have personally experienced and all those stuff, all of the stuff that you guys have told me, you're not garbage. You're not some horrendous human being who deserved to be treated like this. There are instances and circumstances where there's just no way to justify the behavior. Not saying you couldn't have done something better. There are situations where I could have done things better. I'm not saying that every single person is completely guiltless and blameless. But what I'm saying is 
if you've convinced yourself like, well, this only happened because I, well, oh, I don't know, but they said I, but they, but they, but, 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 whoa. Whoa. Because you might also find yourself in a situation where, yeah, someone's like, well, why did you do this? You're so stupid. You're so this, you're that, you're lazy, you're blah, 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 you're replaceable, all these things. And the next day they're like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. I love you. You're the best. You're fantastic. You're this, you're that, you're da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. That's a toxic circle that you're in. That's a cycle that's going to keep happening. They break you down, break you down, break you down. And when just when you're like, fuck this, I'm out. Oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. I always believed in you, blah, 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 this and that. And then you're like, there's that little ray of hope and light and sunshine. Mm -mm. Don't. It's fake. It was not a ray of sunshine. It was a flashlight. They shined it in your eyes to blind you. Don't, like, do not fall for that. So find support from someone, anyone. Get it off your chest. Talk about it. Find ways to, like, unwind and de-stress yourself and be able to like let those things go and don't let it weigh you down but it honestly guys sometimes it only gets harder um even trying to stay positive in a situation and I would also say be very very careful about toxic positivity because that is also a very very real thing of people being like no it's totally fine everything's great at least this at least that I'm all for being glass half full and positive, but I'm not going to cover shit in gold and pretend like it's a gold bar. I'm sorry. It's still a pile of shit and it still stinks and this sucks. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just simply not going to be doing that. Now, I will also say, you know, you might need to find a way out. Find a way out. Because being in a toxic environment and being around a narcissist is not going to change. They won't change. And I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that people can change. They can change if they want to. But narcissists don't do that because they don't think they're wrong. Everyone else is wrong. You did this. You deserve this. You, with your whatever, force them to treat you this way. No. No, no, I will not tolerate that. And I know I will not accept that as a viable answer. Absolutely not. So hear me out. Leaving is not easy. It's not easy. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be really hard. And you're gonna be upset and you're gonna cry and you're gonna feel like you made a mistake and you're gonna blame yourself and you're gonna wanna go back and then you're gonna hate yourself and wanna go back but then you're still gonna wanna go back and it's gonna be like this like other like vicious cycle you're gonna be going through. I'll tell you what I like to do. I have a three-day rule. And some people say like it's one day per year. No, I'm not doing that. Three-day rule. In those three days, you purge. Be miserable. Cry, yell, scream, sob uncontrollably, sit in the shower on the floor and get all your tears out. I don't care what you do. I don't recommend you get shit can wasted or do a bunch of drugs like don't don't numb yourself. Let yourself feel it because get it out. Because feelings are not weakness. Going through something like this does not make you weak. You are strong to be able to handle your emotions, work through them, strong to see a situation for what it is, and strong for making moves to get yourself out of there. 
because I because here's my deal after three days you move on and I don't mean move on like pretend like everything's okay and (laughs) everything's fine and shove all of your feelings down into a box and don't ever look at it again because here's the deal uh let's imagine that you're shoving all of your feelings imagine it's like a suitcase you can sit on the suitcase and you can jump on it and you can tie it down and you can zip it up but there will come a point where you have so much ridiculous stuff inside of a suitcase that it just pops open it breaks open it's a bomb it goes off shit goes everywhere like you're you're done for you are that suitcase you are a human suitcase and the more you take your emotions and your feelings and your guilt and your frustration and your anger and your sadness and feelings of betrayal, whatever they might be, and you shove them down deeper and deeper and deeper, you will freak out one day. You're going to have a mental fucking breakdown one day. You're going to freak out. You're going to yell. You're going to scream at a person that you shouldn't. Like You're going to have a mental breakdown. Don't do that. You deserve better for you than to treat yourself that way. So my rule is three days. I will cry, yell, scream, sob, eat the ice cream, pet my dogs, feel like my life is over. But day four, I'm getting up. I am getting up. I am taking a shower. I am putting on some cute clothes. I am doing my hair. I'm doing my makeup. and I'm doing something that makes me happy. I am taking one step forward and one step forward and one step and one step and one step because with time you'll feel better. And yeah, you're going to have moments where you still feel really shitty. You will. But move past them by going through it, not shoving it into a box. And, you know, for even salon owners, because like I said, I get a lot of messages from hairstylists. It's fascinating to me that so many salon owners are like, well, I'm going to open a salon because I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this repetitive behavior. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to be better. There's going to be no gossip. Everybody's going to be amazing and nice and sweet and fun. We're going to have the best time ever. And then all of a sudden I'm getting messages from your freaking staff members going, um, what's going on? This is what's happening. I don't understand. I'm devastated. They won't talk to me. They're ignoring me. They're taking away my clients. What? What's happened? Like, I'm confused. Be better. Be better. Because I will let you know this. If you are listening to this episode as a business owner, as a salon owner, a salon manager, whatever it is, and what I'm saying is triggering you to where you're like, fuck her. How dare she say that? She has no idea what it's like to be a salon manager, this and that, da, da, da. I'm going to have you consider you're the toxic person. And you can be mad about it. And you can be upset about it. And you can hate me for it. But we tend to hate traits in others that like we are ourselves. You know, maybe I'm just a mirror reflection to how you're treating others. And for the first time you're seeing it and you don't like what you see. So be better. Because people can change if they choose it. And there is always a choice and you will make mistakes everybody does I'm not asking you to be perfect I'm asking you to be better cut this shit out treat people with respect stop telling people they're replaceable and that you made them and this is the best they're ever gonna have and whatever the fuck else stop it right now be better and once again if you have somehow found yourself in a toxic situation, regardless of personal or professional, reach out. Reach out to me, reach out to someone else, reach out for support, get some clarity, get some light. But if you've ever had the thought of, if I leave, they'll try and ruin my fucking life, 
yeah, you're not in a good situation. Sorry to be the one to say it. So just know you are loved and you are worthy of all the happiness. And as someone who has experienced toxicity and personally and professionally, here's what I'll leave you with today. There's a lot of sunshine on the other side. There is a lot, so much happiness to be found. You might have to trudge through a little bit of pain and sadness and stress and overwhelm. But I think what will happen is you will surprise yourself with the level of strength that you do have. So maybe it's time you just do that. Maybe it's time that you bet on you and surprise yourself with how much you are actually capable of. So guys, thank you for being here on what is probably the gnarliest podcast I've ever done, which is wild to say. But really, thank you for listening to another episode of Coach Ani the Podcast. If there is something that you would like me to talk about, a area that you would like to hear more about, to learn, to grow, or something that you're like, hey, why does no one talk about this? Shoot me a message. There's there's not really, I, I really can't think of much that I would shy away from. So Thank you guys once again for listening. Have a wonderful day and remember that I love you. You're amazing. And if you just need to hear that one person believes in you, I believe in you. I believe in you. I am proud of you. And you fucking got this.